This is A Voice, a podcast with Dr. Gillian Kays and Jeremy Fisher. This is A Voice. Hello and welcome to Golden Nuggets for the week of March the 14th, 2022. I'm flying solo today. Uh, Gillian is recovering from her heart surgery. She's hoping to be back on the Golden Nuggets in a couple of weeks. But she did remind me that when she was invited to write her second book by her publishers, I put my foot down and said, you can't write that on your own. I knew I had insider knowledge that she didn't. So what are we talking about? The focus for the week of March the 14th is close up of a singer about to go before the judges, hoping against hope that we'll be sharing some useful tips, singing auditions. We wrote the book, Successful Singing Auditions, as it's always audition time in the singer universe. Every performance you do, every recording you make, every job you apply for is an audition. And as the saying goes, you're only as good as your last performance. Actually, that's not true. You build up a working profile, a portfolio of songs that fits you, a resume of jobs done and dusted, and you rely on that to show people your standard and the sort of things you like doing and get booked for. But you still have to audition for your supper. So what advice do we have? Tweet one. It's audition time again. Singers constantly audition, so it pays to know how to do it well. The knowledge in the Successful Singing Auditions book is still valid today, and this Q&A webinar includes the updates we incorporated into our own practice. Check it out. There are many parts to preparing for a singing audition that go way beyond just choosing a song. In this webinar, we're going to talk about the decisions you need to make to make the song fit you and the job you're auditioning for. We show you how to analyse the song for dramatic style, musical style and story. Then we show you how to analyse the audition and match the two together. When we were putting this Golden Nuggets together, we hadn't watched this webinar for some time. And we're honestly really excited to share it with you because we were so blown away by the depth and wealth of information and techniques in it. Even we were surprised. Here's a quick video about what's in the Successful Singing Auditions webinar. Hi, this is Jeremy Fisher of Vocal Process, and this is Successful Singing Auditions Q&A. Gillian and I wrote the book back in 2002, and the Singer magazine called it an excellent guide to the whole horrible process. In this 75-minute long performance coaching Q&A, we update you on the new developments in auditioning technique and the exact process we take our singing clients through before their successful singing auditions. We show you how to analyse four songs from musical theatre repertoire for vocal technique and performance issues, for the men, anthem from chess, and I'm alive from next to normal, and for the women, breathe from in the heights, and of course, defying gravity from wicked. You'll discover how each song's plot, lyrics and character subtext can help you find your best performance, and you'll learn the process to deal with the potential pitfalls in each song, Get these wrong and your audition will fail. We analyse nine shows for their dramatic type and show you how to choose songs for dramatic and musical style. We're including 16 examples of songs from Little Mermaid to Bear. You'll learn about cuts, how to cut your song for different auditions and the rules for marking up your music. And timelines, step by step. This powerful technique helps you get inside the skin of the song and the character. And we answer your most pressing questions on audition technique, including, what do I do if I hear someone else singing my song? How do I memorize? How much can I move? And the most frequently asked question, where do I look? 
If you want to discover exactly how you can have a successful singing audition, click on the link in the description box below to access the webinar. We'll see you there. Tweet 2. You've analysed your song and the audition. What next? Let's talk cuts. What's a good cut? Do you need more than one cut version? Hint, yes. How do you mark up the score and what does the pianist actually need to see? Successful Singing Auditions webinar. There is so much we can share about cuts, including the disasters. I remember listening to one 16-bar cut of a song that stopped literally just before the money note because the singer believed a 16-bar cut should only be 16 bars, and that certainly had the panel twitching. We don't even call it a 16-bar cut now. We think of it as a performable unit. If the performable unit has potentially more than 16 bars, it may not matter if the whole excerpt is less than a minute long. So time your cuts. You could end up singing a lot more than 16 bars and still win. Here's a quick excerpt from the Successful Singing Auditions Q&A on cutting the song. Cuts. Big question. We get this asked this all the time. What's a good cut? What's a good cut for a short version? So you've got the full song, you've got the short version, and then you've got the 16-bar audition. And once you've done those, what about marking up the score? What are the rules for marking up the score? What's the best way? Um, we will say, because uh, again, with the songs, we're going to talk about uh, the short versions and the 16-bar versions, and I'm going to give you some examples of what I think works. We will say that a good cut is a performable unit, and it's a unit that makes sense. Mm. We were doing a successful singing auditions masterclass last week, mm. And two people, we had 27 people in the class, two people said, uh, did their, their, their 16 bar audition cut and they just stopped after 16 bars. And it was like a truck into a brick wall. It was quite extraordinary. It just didn't work. This is where the actors really got to think about the text. If, if they don't read music, then uh, they need to go to someone who's going to help them to make sure it works musically. In terms of the 16 bar audition, you got a bit of leeway. It doesn't have to be exactly mm. 16 bars. And again, we'll go into more detail later on when we talk about one of the songs in particular about the 16 bar audition. Tweet three. Informative, inspiring, needed, fabulous, and very descriptive with easy to understand language. That was Sam Chambers. Just do it. Jeremy and Gillian are not just clever and so full of knowledge, but really entertaining. Thank you, Angela Wasley. And that's Successful Singing Auditions Q&A, which is on the Learning Lounge at the moment. We love getting feedback. Sometimes you just put something out there in the world with no idea whether people are going to like it or not. Both Gillian and I have a similar mindset when it comes to publishing books, articles, webinars, training programs, or apps. We feel there's a need for more clarity on singing, performing, and vocal technique. So to get feedback like that, means someone out there gets what we're doing. Thank you for letting us know. It means a lot. Tweet four. Same song, different audition. You know you can repurpose your songs for different auditions. Watch us go in-depth into changing the feel and the aim of the song I'm Alive from Next to Normal. It's part of the Successful Singing Auditions Q&A webinar. Here's an excerpt. The next song is this one and this is a song called I'm Alive and the ghost is there for a reason. This is from Next to Normal. The problems with this song are text and subtext. You can do different versions of the song which is quite fascinating. 
You can do the upbeat poppy version, you can do the aggressive and the threatening rock version. And in fact, there's another one as well that we talk about mm. later. So let's just go to mind map. Different subtext. Can I just uh, do the setting of this song if you don't know this? At the beginning of the show, Diana the mother is waiting up for Gabe, her teenage son. That's short for Gabriel. Her teenage son, who is out at all hours. And they come in, they have conversation. What we don't discover until about 15 minutes into the show is that actually Gabe died as a baby. Mm. Now, the family know this, but Diana has never accepted it. So we don't quite know whether Gabe is actually a ghost or whether he's a figment of Diana's imagination. And Diana, this is the show that's about psychiatry, and so Diana is bipolar with hallucinations, they say, uh, and this is the treatment that she goes through. And Gabe, at this point, she is in a psychiatric treatment meeting, and the psychiatrist is saying, you must let go of your baby son. You must say that he doesn't exist. And Gabe stands behind her and sings, I'm alive, I'm alive, I'm so alive. And basically he's saying, don't forget me because I'm alive, I'm here, I'm real. It's the people around you that aren't real. So it's a very, and it's a really chirpy, upbeat rock it song. Yes, it's extraordinary. Uh, let's have a look at these uh, different subtexts that we came yeah. up with. And I'm, I might point towards uh, a few of the lyrics. Yes. This is interesting because it is, although it's marked as aggressive rock, it could easily be done as, say, a second song, a fairly um, chirpy, mm. upbeat number with all these, these sort of I'm alive, I'm alive. Well, it's, it's a celebration. It, it's absolutely. a celebration of being alive. Absolutely. And I have seen it done like that. Yeah, yeah. The second one is a really interesting one, which is a taunting one, and that's to, to surprise and threaten Diana. Absolutely. He says things like, I'm your worst fear, uh, and then come closer. Yeah. It's, it's actually quite sinister, isn't it? Yeah, and again, I've seen it done like that. That's mm. more, that's closer to the way that it's done in the show. It sort of alternates between the two. Mm. And then there's a third version that it came up with, which is hypnotising. Uh, one of the things that happens slightly later in the show is that Gabe says, come with me and you'll be alive with me. And she sort of does. So she ends up, it's almost in a catatonic state. She sort of leaves uh, real life and goes off uh, mentally with Gabe. In fact, she recovers at the end. Well, one of the things that we were working with on this song a couple of weeks ago is actually putting several of these things in or alternating between them so that you get more detail in the song. Mm. And you can use the subtext in the riffs. Now, cut versions. Here is a shorter version. This is a whole scene, isn't it, Jeremy? Oh, and yeah. Part of the conceit of the song is that it's actually several visits to the same psychiatrist. So um, and between, time changes. Between the verses, you have dialogue. So there's dialogue mm. that runs all the way through the song. Mm. Dr. Madden and Diana are actually in their session. So Gabe is intercutting. So we're going to show you first how to make a solo performance. Well, no, there is a solo performance uh -huh. uh, this song is available as a solo performance, right. which doesn't have any of the dialogue in. Mm. This that we're going to show you is a shorter version of it. So from the score, beginning from the beginning to after It's a Sore Surprise, I'm Alive, I'm Alive, I'm Alive. And then on the third I'm Alive, go up a tone and you jump to the top of page eight, which is the I'm Right Behind You section, because the pianist has to change key for this. And then you, and in fact, there's another slightly shorter version where you don't actually sing to the end, you cut. 
from the last yeah yeah section and jump straight to the last hill chord. Now that puts the song as an, a minute and 40 seconds, which is short enough Absolutely. for most auditions. Now, if you're doing a 16 bar version, <laughs> you know, because uh, just to show that you've got all those top G's okay. and you can sing with energy. I will do the disclaimer now. It's 19 bars and an upbeat. <laughs> and the reason that I think you're allowed 19 bars is that it's an up-tempo number and it goes pretty fast. This is about 20 seconds. So start at when I appear, sing through to So Alive, and then tack on the final I'm Alive from the very end of the piece to give you the sustained hygiene. Our advice in these situations, certainly in the UK, is that if you've been asked to do 16 bars, but in fact you can't make a performable unit without the 19, be upfront about it, go in, say what you've done, and time the song so that you can say, actually, it's 19 bars because otherwise it doesn't work and it takes 45 seconds. Mm. Normally, they will be perfectly happy. The important thing is not to go in and blag it through 32 bars. Yes, yeah, as in fact it happened, because it used to happen when I was playing auditions a lot. Yeah. And uh, in the end, I'd just say... This is more than 16 bars, because we have a lot of people to get through. Yeah, and that's really a black mark on your audition card, isn't it? Yeah. Now, um, let's just briefly say uh, the sorts of things when we're thinking about matching the song to the audition. You could do either the chirpy or the threatening version for We Will Rock You. My feeling is that you'd want to go for the slightly heavier weight version for mm -hmm. We Will Rock mm -hmm. You and the chirpier version for Rent and particularly for Bear. That's a pop, yeah, yeah. okay. Over the years, we've had so many actors panic when auditions come up at short notice. They feel they don't have the right song. Often they don't realise that with a small twist in the subtext, they can repurpose their song for a different audition. Because the truth is, there is no perfect song for an audition, only a perfect song for you. If you want to increase the reach of your song list, book a 35-minute session with me on this link. HTTPS colon slash slash Dr. Gillian Kay's Jeremy Fisher Inspiration Session dot as dot me slash Jeremy Coaching. We'll put the link in the show notes. Tweet five. We break down the song Breathe from In the Heights. Dealing with the landscape, cutting the song, and how many characters you have to play. And, of course, not getting vocally tired. Check out the full video on the Vocal Process Learning Lounge here. Vocal-process-hub.teachable.com slash p slash the hyphen vocal hyphen technique hyphen learning hyphen lounge. We'll put the link in the show notes. Navigating your way through a dramatic song can be tricky. It involves understanding the peaks and troughs of the dramatic and the musical writing to help you and the audience through the powerful story. And being in the moment with the other characters in the storyline. It's less about your voice and that belt note and more about the why of the song. Why that story, why that pitch, and therefore, why that sound quality. And remember, you can choose when your peak moment arrives. The highest note isn't always the most important. Okay, it's inspiration of the week time. And obviously I'm by myself this week, but the inspiration comes from something that we did ages ago for the British Voice Association, and we had one complaint levelled at us, and that is that Gillian and I together are two daytime television. 
Now, I, I honestly, I looked at that and I went, what on earth do you mean? Now, I've been looking at Holly Willoughby and Philip Schofield on their old daytime television programme years ago and watching what they do. And as far as I'm concerned, the daytime television presenters have three qualities. The first is they are incredibly professional at what they do. The second is that they can pull really separate, disparate things together and make them work as a programme. And the third is they have so much fun together. And I like to think that if you're going to come to a vocal process event or you're going to see something or you're going to go to the learning lounge and watch a webinar, you'll see that we have fun in what we do because I think people learn better when they actually enjoy what they're doing. And also that joy, that laugh is infectious. I mean, laughing and happiness and joy are actually infectious. And so I'm going, okay, daytime television, I'll take it. This is A Voice, a podcast with Dr. Gillian Kayes and Jeremy Fisher.